Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is here. That's right. You thought I was gone, but I'm back. And running the boards is Joey D. Hello. On today's show, we will talk with Gareth Von Kallenbach about PAX West, aliens, and a little Indiana Jones news. Uh, spoiler, he got hurt. Also, oh. we will be talking about the Bad Batch the uh, group of stormtrooper clone troopers, clone troopers, not stormtroopers, uh, going through their misadventures. BGL talk about that. The geek sheet with Vicky B, and probably more. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of our website at bjgeeknation.com. Get to have our blogs, podcast, and more. Yeah, more. Or just search BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. You'll find us. Yep. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. And uh, if you uh, don't know how to spell Odyssey, it's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Hey. Hey, look at that. I can spell our strange spelling of that. So, yes. If you uh, did listen to us on the Radio.com app, it has changed. And if you didn't listen to us there, you can just by going to the Odyssey app now. Odyssey. It's not Radio.com anymore. It's Odyssey. 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 All right. Convention season is starting up and so much more other information, including video games and movies. We need to talk with our very own Gareth Von Kallenbach. And uh, by popular demand, Von Kallenbach! Nice. We had one person who said back in the day, I hate it when BJ does that. And then we had so many more other people say, no, I love it. So we're bringing it back. Sorry, one person. Sorry, one person. Hopefully you still <laughs> like the show. And I'm not, you know, it's not like I'm always here. So you'll have some you'll have some reprieves during some of the episodes. Exactly. But for now, here is Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach. Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is SKNR.net. And Gareth, there's some big information dropping. First off, in the convention scene, especially locally in the Pacific Northwest, this is huge. PAX, Prime, PAX West. What are they even calling it anymore? No matter what, it's still going to be live this year right it's pax prime and uh, they're getting ready to do the online version of pax east which was delayed in july but they uh, sent out a notice saying that uh, tickets will be should be on sale by the time you guys hear this if not soon after it is going to be live it is going to have an online component for those who can't or don't feel like uh attending in person they've said reduced capacity but we haven't heard anything on numbers but they've been touting it as the first uh, major gaming convention to return to in-person uh, activities. So we're excited over this. And this is occurring now. Did they Were they able to change the time or, or the date, or is it going to be around the same time uh, that it normally is? Same time, September 3rd through 5th is what we're told. Oh, perfect. So if you're used to that sort of Labor Day uh, extravaganza that happens in Seattle, this is the best way to do that. That is awesome. You can go and uh, just check it out on uh, on the PAX site as well. Right, unless your anniversary falls on September 3rd. So that involves some negotiation or some dinners and stuff like that beyond what you normally had planned. But, yeah. That sounds oddly specific, Gareth. Yes. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, let's talk a little bit about video games since we're talking about PAX. Uh, Aliens Fireteam Elite, what's going on? Okay, so first off, 
it's got a name change. The Elite's been at it. It ah. was Aliens Fire Team. It's now Aliens Fire Team Elite. And a lot of people expected to hear this at E3 or Summer Game Fest, and it wasn't there. Uh, but it came out earlier uh, that, it, A, that's the new title. It is coming out in late August. I believe August 22nd is the date we're looking at. And what's really interesting about it is certain retailers are putting pre-orders up for it. Some of them are saying it's thirty nine ninety nine, and that's very attractive because it could be simply some are saying, "Well, is it a stripped down, shorter game?" Others are saying, "Well, it's a it's a new developer's first time out, and it's an attractive price point for sure." Considering you're looking at fifty nine ninety nine to sixty nine ninety nine for most releases now. Yeah, it seems kind of one of those things that if it's not going to be a full-on AAA bombastic title, it's going to go for that lower price. Um, also, a lot of the times I feel that they're going to have uh, something like that. If it's a lower price, that means they're going to have microtransactions or something. We don't know anything about that yet, do we? Well, you can kind of bet that's coming since a big chunk of the game is based on being able to customize your fire team. And with all these different weapons and all these different mm. things, Sure, that's probably going to be part of it. I think another thing to remember is you got to look at the franchise in that Alien Isolation was a phenomenal hit. Critics loved it. The fans loved it. With the exception of possibly the ABP2 game, there's a debate as to which one of these has been the best Alien game, because let's be honest, there's been some clunkers on the way. Yes. The biggest problem with Alien Isolation is, despite all the praise, despite pretty much universal acclaim, it sold 2 million units, and the publisher was not thrilled about that. That's why we never saw a sequel. This could be a very simple way to say, okay, it's not a first-person shooter. It's a team-based third-person shooter, but we're going to make it at an attractive introductory price. So, you know, the $59.99, $69.99 and overcrowd may say, I'm going to wait till it comes down. Putting it at this price, making it available, is a way to just basically say, look, we've eliminated a lot of the excuses. Get in and play. Good call. Good call on that. And then finally, heading over to movie news, it seems that there's a little bit of trouble happening uh, down at the old Indiana Jones 5 uh, camp. Correct. Uh, Apparently, Harrison Ford has injured his shoulder. Oh, no. And uh, this is not the first time he's been injured doing these films. He's obviously throws a lot of himself in. Uh, People may remember during Indiana Jones, the Temple of the Doom, he fell off an elephant, injured his back, and had to be flown back to the States for a procedure on it. And so, uh, you know, officially they're saying all the right things that, well, you know, it's an ongoing thing. It'll be evaluated. We're going to adjust filming around him, so on and so forth. But remember, there's only so much filming you can do in an Indiana Jones movie without Indiana Jones. So now the big argument is, well, is it going to be delayed from the summer? And so, you know, there are different ways. I mean, I always bring up the thing. I know he's a completely different animal. Jackie Chan broke his foot and still continued making the film. And one of the things that they did was they said, all right, well, let's do some of the walking and dialogue and stuff like that. And we'll, we'll leave a couple of the action scenes we haven't filmed until the very end until he's ready. Even so, he's still you know, put a booty on the cast, went out and did what he had to. I I assume, uh, you know, they'll probably try to do as much as they can. If, oh, he's at a desk, he's sitting on a plane, let's film that. It's the fight sequences and the action sequences that are going to have to be pushed back. And I'm sure they may even say, well, 
you know, what if we put a stuntman in and digitize his face? Harrison probably won't go for it. <laughs> Anything else. You know, it, it, it could be just a few weeks. There have been films where stars have been injured and they still managed to shoot around them and make it work. So who knows at this point, but it is interesting. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, sometimes movie magic can happen because in, uh, uh, was it Raiders or Temple of the Doom? That uh, Temple of the Doom. Temple of Doom that had the, the very famous sword fight slash gunfight scene. Oh, yeah, it was Raiders. He, uh, yeah. I've seen footage of the way it was supposed to be filmed, where he took the whip and pulled the sword out of his hand. Apparently, he had dysentery going on, and he just wasn't feeling it that day, and he said, the hell with it, pulled his gun and shot the guy. <laughs> and thankfully, the guy went along with it and collapsed, and they finally just said, okay, let's just go with that. It wasn't scripted, but let's do it. And it turned out to be one of the most memorable uh, moments in film because it showed the nature of him that he's not... A, he's not opposed to getting down and dirty and playing (laughs) underhanded if that's what it takes to win. Absolutely. And it made movie magic, just like you said, which means, you know, Hey, they could have to do something for Indy five and, you know, bring back that, uh, bring all of that back, that magic back. I love the news. Thank you so much for keeping us updated again. Gareth Von Kallenbach over at skewed and review. That is S K N R dot net. You can get all sorts of information also about E3. If you missed our last talk about it, go back and revisit that, but you can go to skewed and review and get all of that information. Thank you, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. Uh, very interesting to see how uh, PAX is going to uh, play out this year. Uh, I don't know if I'm 100% in uh, on the convention scene myself, but uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. Um, we've actually made plans to sort of just do our own thing the same possible weekend uh, mm-hmm. of PAX West. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, there are people that just like, I'm ready to go and I, and I have nothing but, Hey, nothing but good. I I hope it goes well for them because it's going to make it easier for me. I'm shooting for the beginning of, uh, 2022. There's a con that's going to be at the, in January of 2022. And I'm thinking that I'll be ready by then. I don't know why. It's just my own reason, my own brain. And I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's humanity, which is, Hey, you let people just do what they want to do well within what the government says is now safe. Whether you say yay or nay, doesn't matter. Let's just be cool to each other. Do it at your own pace. And then, you know, you can have a good time. However, which way you go about it. Don't stress yourself out about something that's supposed to be fun, like a convention. Well, We're we're supposed to be reasonable when a person makes a choice about what they want to do with their life. (laughs) Uh, Wow. That's uh, I don't think I can do it. Uh, But one thing you can do, BJ, is continue to to watch the bad batch uh how has that been going yeah they've got some episodes that were like eh, i don't know but the latest couple have really um have really started to really heat up for me as uh you know we're meeting different characters and it is uh, it takes place at the end of episode two of star wars and uh that's when uh, that's when everything went down the hole uh, you know <laughs> that's when the clone war was starting to happen and um yeah, I think yeah, I think that's right. Episode two. Oh, my brain is forgetting stuff. But basically, uh, these it, 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 you know, I'll have to go back. Someone's going to correct me on that. But the bottom line is, you got a bunch of clones. Oh, you know what? Or, no, it's actually an, an end of episode three because Order sixty six happened. Oh, so it's the oh, end wow. of episode three. Wow. And uh, these these the these batch of clones. Somehow there was some experimentation done to make individual clones with individual abilities. That's the idea of the Bad Batch. Oh. So they don't look alike, and uh, I mean they look similar. But you know you've got a tech one, you've got a brainy one, you've got one that's part like cyborg android, you've got one that's a super muscular guy, one that's really good at hunting and tracking and leading, and and so the, the, these clones have been adjusted by you know the folks um, that were on Kamano. And they basically were called the Bad Batch, but in reality, 
they are actually probably more uh, free will loving than anything else. They um, order sixty six didn't immediately work on them, oh. and then uh, and and it, it eventually started working on some of them, but they had to find a way to get these chips out of their head because uh, folks that love Rex know that Rex, uh, you know, was going to be a real problem. Um, for uh, Asaka and uh, mm-hmm. Ahsoka, excuse me, Ahsoka Tan. So eventually she was able to help me get that chip out of his head, and they went to the same place to get it done. Um, and now everybody but one of the Bad Batch has the chip out of his head, and unfortunately Crosshair is a sniper, and he still has the chip in his head, and he's trying to hunt them all down. Oh, oh, that's not good. And he's got all the, <laughs> he's got the new basically stormtroopers to get his back because now stormtroopers and humans are being introduced as the muscle of the empire as they're getting rid of the clone idea. And uh, so we're getting to see how that is, including well, what about all the cloners on Kamino? Because how what's their life going to be like now that oh, they can't yeah. supply all these clones and make all this money? And we do know that the deal was made basically with you know. Darth Tyrannus, which was Count Dooku, but it was under the orders of uh, Palpatine. And, well, we know Palpatine had all these clones that were Snoke, so I'm, we, we might start to see a little connection that will tie uh, some of the last three Star Wars movies together with the cloning idea um, it'll be with in- this bad batch. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they're going to kind of expand on the whole Snoke thing, because it wasn't addressed, really, other than a little bit. like, And not even... Like, really that much at all. It was kind of just glossed over. He was supposed to be the big bad for the first two movies, and then it was just kind of pushed to the wayside. And we've talked previously the fact that, you know, they didn't really have necessarily a cohesive, overarching story between all three of those movies. I think they did with that, Rev, and they just probably were clumsy with it. I do Maybe, believe okay. they were, I, I really believe they wanted Palpatine as the bad guy all along, but unfortunately, like you, like you said, it didn't seem cohesive because it makes sense that he would have a plan. You know, he talked about, like, you know, the different dark arts that would keep somebody alive, and he talked to uh, Anakin about that in the opera. That you know, So there was some hinting at how would, how would Palpatine be able to stay alive after his death. Then you've got the clones. I do believe they wanted that to be, that they, they really wanted that to be the end, and Snoke was merely a red herring, because everybody thought that was going to be the, was it, uh, I don't know, Darth something or other that he talked about in the opera, and everyone thought oh, it was that yeah. guy. yeah. Uh, well, and, and, well, they they, mm. they they convincingly got us with those Snoke and mirrors there, but uh, hey, uh, but uh, yeah, I just it, it still was very clumsy to me. But if you're a bad, yeah, it was no Rev, no doubt about it. it, it it's it was sort of like the Game of Thrones situation. It's oh, like, yeah. man, you maybe needed another movie. I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, but Bad Batch is 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 well worth a watch, even with some of the uh, filler episodes. There's a young clone. Her name is Omega, and uh, she, we don't know what her story. Is but she's a clone, but she's a little kid, you know, mm. sort of like what Django was. Okay, yeah. uh, I should say what Boba was to Django. Uh, but everybody wants this little girl, and she's traveling with the Bad Batch because, in a way, they're 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 related because you know they're her yeah, kin, the really. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, and yeah, there's that little annoying sort of you know Wesley Crusher factor that sometimes pisses <laughs> off a lot of people. Shut up, Wesley. 
Yeah, it really is. You know, a little kid character never gets the love. They really don't. No. Um, and so, but it's it's well worth it on Disney Plus. Uh, in movie news, The Suicide Squad is set to uh, hit theaters and Whoa. HBO Max for the 31 days. So good. I know. On August 6, 2021, the new trailer just dropped, and it really focuses on Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport. Yeah. And has actually caused maybe a little bit of controversy over the old internets because, first and foremost, uh, at the time of the filming, uh, the Suicide Squad, his role as Bloodsport was so secret, some of the crew didn't even know about it. Uh, as reported by comicbook.com, James Gunn recently participated in a Q&A on Twitter where he was asked if he filmed any alternate scenes, especially character deaths, to prevent story details from being leaked. He said they didn't shoot any smokescreen scenes, <laughs> smokescreen scenes, um, though they did go to great lengths to keep his character secret from everybody else. He says, to keep it from getting out, we called him Vigilante in the script and on his chair back. We kept it so secret that we were a week away from finishing shooting. Shooting, and the production designer, Beth Mickle, said, wait, he's not Vigilante? And to make it weirder, DC's character Vigilante is one of the leads of his Peacemaker show. That's the one with uh, uh, the with uh, John Cena as the Peacemaker that's oh, coming wow. out. Yeah. So uh, people were thinking that Elba was going to be playing Deadshot, which was done by Will Smith. But no, that's what I thought. I thought that he was just basically. I mean, I, not to pick on Will Smith, but Idris Elba, Elba, to me, I think is a better actor and just brings a lot of gravitas to a crazy movie. Yeah, and I mean, it was just really at that point they figured out, okay, we're just switching to a kind of similar type character. And the big thing that kind of people are freaking out about at this point in time is that Idris Elba's character, uh, Blood uh, Bloodsport, actually managed to shoot and injure uh, Superman and put him in the hospital with oh. a, with a kryptonite bullet. Oh and yeah, a, that that was in the that was in the thing. Yeah, in in according yeah to James Gunn, uh, that this is the reason why that his character is in the prison where Amanda Waller uh, recruits him for this uh, for this whole you know suicide mission. Oh, you know this is interesting. Bloodsport's his name, huh? I uh I wonder I wonder what his character's real name is only because it, I wonder if it's any kind of crossover because Superman was just shot but, but, but he was shot by bullets by a character in Superman and Lois so I'm like so I'm wondering is there and, and I forget the character's name but it's not Bloodsport but he's he's from another dimension a parallel dimension so I'm one and he's now in jail. In Superman and Lois, so um, is uh, it uh, Robert Dubois or Alexander Trent? No, John. Well, it was John something. I thought. John. Oh, okay. There's no. Yeah, there's no John. Uh, <laughs> I was just looking at the two aliases of the character and the uh, stuff. So maybe not. Maybe they just uh, took some artistic license when it came down to that. Yeah, it's it maybe a whole different storyline. I was just like, oh, this is really interesting. If because I was just thinking, well, that's interesting. How many times has Superman been shot by a kryptonite bullet? <laughs> you know. So it's like, wow. I wonder <laughs> if it's the same guy. Uh, another another question that was asked there uh, asked of uh, James Gunn when he was doing his uh, Q and A was that uh, would he ever consider making a standalone Harley Quinn film? Uh, and the question was asked because uh, she's a bad bitch and can do it. Yeah. <laughs> he shared the question, replied with the caption, "It definitely, uh, I definitely would. Yes." 
and I would love to see his take on uh, a Harley Quinn uh, thing. I'm excited to see her, obviously, in this and seeing all the different sort of characters because he goes with the weird characters. Mm. We got Polka Dot Man, the Weasel, among the other ones. And uh, I mean, even what King Shark is in this as well. Like, (laughs) what, the third or fourth iteration on between TV and movies? Yeah, King Shark has been in so many things. And it's so ridiculous. It's funny because he seems like he's going to be a dummy in this and if you watch the Harley Quinn animated series he's actually like a computer expert that's funny yeah he's like "Uh, yeah no it's like uh, I'm glad you're using me for my brains and not just my shark stuff and if you've seen any of the posters out there you might be confused as to why uh, King Shark is dressed in like Rocky garb it's because he's actually being voiced by Sylvester Stallone in the movie Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So that was oh. why they had him in like his American trunks with the boxing gloves on one of the uh, posters. That's I was funny. like, I don't understand this. And then I found that and I was like, oh, no, that's perfect. That's amazing. That's actually clever. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's going to be in theaters and HBO Max on August 6th. Yay. Very excited for all of that. Another thing I noticed that uh, there had been people saying that Wesley Snipes not going to be a part of anything with Blade. Um, Shut up, Wesley! <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. not oh, that different. Wesley. A different, oh, different Wesley. Wesley. Oh, I see. No, uh, some people said that the rumors out there would that he'd be a part of the next John Wick film, John Wick Four. Oh, really? Uh, well, it's been now confirmed that he will not be in it. So, oh. didn't want to get your hopes up, but also wanted to quash those rumors. Uh, I don't know if he's actually going to be doing anything else. But obviously he was very uh, famous for uh, Blade, which a lot of people are saying did kind of revitalize the comic book movie industry. Oh, that's interesting. So they're they're pointing to Blade. Um, okay, you know what? I it was it's definitely a, a while ago. Uh, yeah. But why not? Let's give it credit. It's a Marvel property. I'll give it some credit. And that's kind of what, I mean, I think maybe it was just Wesley Snipes saying that, but uh, I don't know for sure. And they've already stated that they're going to be rebooting with uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, we just don't know the timeline with that. It's still that's another like, good actor right there. Yeah. It's going to be a few years away. It yeah, like. it's going to be a ways off. We still got so many other ones. But uh, as of right now, uh, John Wick 4 does arrive to theaters in May 27th of 2022. So it'll be a little ways out. All right. But I'm still. I still need to watch uh, Parabellum because I. Mean, oh, it's it fun! It is so fun, and uh, <laughs> Halle Berry's awesome in it, and it. it you know, uh, it is just. <laughs> it's just ludicrous and great. Now, BJ, did you ever watch? Um, did you ever watch Smallville? I know you're oh, a big yeah. CW I, fan. I did. I I didn't watch all the Smallville episodes, but I watched enough of them to be familiar with the show. It, it used to be called the Monster of the Week show, and people didn't oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, the first season uh, was definitely Monster of the Week. But then they eventually did story. You know, have a good storyline and good story arcs. Well, it seems that uh, Smallville star Tom Welling confirmed yeah. that he and his co-star Michael Rosenbaum, who did play Lex, uh, are working on an animated continuation of the series. Which is interesting because the last scene of the series was him wearing the suit. So I don't know where they're going to be going with that uh, beyond at this point. Well, and they're back in Smallville for Superman and Lois. Is that the you know and 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 uh, you know I probably will be talking about this a little bit later on. I would imagine, but uh, you know they uh, the last episode that I watched was sort of like a, a history lesson of how Superman and Lois became romantic and got married and had kids and. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I, I mean, where do you go, uh, where, you know, as far as the Smallville experience? I think they've, everyone's covered it. Yeah. 
I know, and I just threw out all of it. I, they don't have any details, and they're just still working on it at this point. But I think maybe they just want to lend their voice to a couple of things and still keep that going alive because, uh, I mean, that was one of Michael Rosenbaum's biggest roles, uh, very iconic for him, and a lot of people remember with fondness uh, his character, even though he was you know, the quote-unquote bad guy of the series. Him and Clark both started off as friends in that series, and then obviously, you know, things change as you go along, and you try to like, get to uh, be the bad guy and good guy opposite and the, each and other. The, and the Lex character Rev, is kind of like the Joker, you know, everyone's interpretation of it. We've had so many people play Lex. John Cryer currently uh, in Supergirl is playing Lex Luthor, really? and that was, you know, from Two and a Half oh, Men. yeah. Honestly, uh, the best and, Lex Luthor has to be, uh, was it uh, was it John Giancarlo Esposito? in uh, Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh, and I have now I have not seen that yet. Oh, he okay. has the voice of a villain and it's phenomenal. Oh yeah. yeah well that's yeah. yeah. Well, oh, there the you go. It's Gus. Yeah, it's Gus. So, I so mean. is he so so is <laughs> Gus basically doing what Mark Hamill did for the Joker animated style as far as because you, you gotta consider Hamill's Joker, even though it wasn't live action. Are we gonna have to consider, you know, Jean Carlos Luther? Because yeah. you've got John Cryer, you've got uh Rosenbaum, and you've got uh oh my gosh. Uh, Gene Hackett, Gene Hackman, uh, uh, yeah, him too. Thank you, Gene. Buddy Hackett is who I was <laughs> like Buddy Hackett. No, that's in the, Gene Hackman um, and Kevin Spacey. I mean, wow. so many people have had the take on Lex Luthor. So wow, I think, I think it just it's he has such a phenomenal voice. It's kind of like uh, how am I blinking on everyone's names right now? Yeah, well, Mufasa. Should, should, just say Buddy Hackett, <laughs> no. James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones. Like he has oh, that voice yeah. where it's just like just yeah. do anything you want, anything you and, want, and you're gonna yeah. be phenomenal in it. Yeah. Same he with was, him. He's he's been great in the Mandalorian. I mean, yeah, yeah. he's just uh, he's he's a fantastic actor. So yeah, definitely interested to see what they're going to be doing with this animated series. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? So big news if you're a fan of uh, movies based off of Disney rides. Uh, okay, so stuff like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Was one of those. And that was probably, so far, the most successful of them. Yeah, because there were also... The Haunted uh, Mansion. Yeah, that was with Eddie Murphy that didn't go anywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I think they're trying to redo that one, but I'm not 100% sure. And they're going to be doing Jungle Cruise. That's supposed to be coming out soon, and that's going to have The Rock and Emily Blunt. But we have another one coming soon with a Marvel alum. Uh, Let's say uh, The Hall of Presidents. No. Oh, okay. I was what? Like, Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> it's a ride. Uh, no, it but is. But is it a Marvel alum? Well, no, I would just say like maybe with uh, Chris Pratt as uh, oh. George Washington or something like that. Okay. Uh, nah, all right. Well, there. well, a Marvel alum is not only going to be starring in it, she is going to be producing it as well. Really? Oh. I'll give you a hint. All right. Is it She's gonna... got a movie coming out soon. Oh, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Scarlett no. Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Oh, she's Remember Black alum. Widow? It's going to be out very mm-hmm. soon. And yeah, the... I forgot about that. What? Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. It is reported that she is looking to turn the Tower of Terror into a film again. <laughs> but oh, it's going wait, to again? have. Wait, I guess again. there was one. I didn't know there was one. Um, so she's going to be starring and producing in a movie based on the Tower of Terror, and the script duties are apparently being handled by the Toy Story 4 guy. 
So far, no director, anybody else is attached, but apparently there was a made-for-TV film starring Steve Gutenberg and Kristen Dunst in 1997. Yeah, and like because wow. it was a, it was a Twilight Zone thing. <clears throat> so I think uh, that it was originally wow. like a Twilight Zone type movie because they're trying to kind of bring that back. Mm-hmm. The Goot and Mary Jane were in that movie. I just yeah, wow. Anything, yeah, anything with Steve Gutenberg in the late 90s, I don't feel is going to be uh, box office magic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, maybe the reboot will be cool. So All right. apparently a second Tower of Terror film has been in development since 2015, but this is the first that we've heard that there's been any real momentum. So, I mean, apparently uh, we're going we're gonna to see if that actually works out. I feel like a lot of... Uh, like a lot of actors are just like, hey, I'm going to pick something I like and I'm going to work on it. Like, I'm going to, this is going to be my thing. Kind of yeah. like what Robert Downey Jr. did with Sweet Tooth. Because him and his oh, wife are both yeah. producers in that. I mean, they're not the only producers, but they both are producers. And that's I'm what- so excited about that one, too. That's, yeah, that's, so I, I want more people to do stuff that they love because chances are I'll love it, too. Well, that's kind of what happened with uh, Seth Rogen because our, our day jobs are working at a radio station. I remember BJ was interviewing Seth Rogen years and years ago, and I was super excited listening to him because you guys are both comic book nerds. And you asked him, like, if you could work on a project, what would it be? And I believe he said Preacher and he said The Boys. Which he got to do, yeah, which, which is actually, unbelievable. Yeah. Right? It, it, so unbelievable that he got to make that happen. Not only did he got get to make that happen, they're phenomenal. They're phenomenally done. As much mm-hmm. as like, even Preacher was a little kind of weird, it worked. A lot of weird. And I, it's one of the few <laughs> endings yeah. of a series where I'm like, okay, I, I liked it. You did good. You ended the series and I'm not disappointed. I'm good. <laughs> uh, so much, lo- uh, much love to him. But speaking of The Boys, actually... Stop asking when season three is coming. Hey, Vicky. Oh, no, did I no, ask? No, no, no. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky, when's season three going to happen? No. You know why? Why? Because asking. They, they tweeted out this says every time you ask when season three is coming out, the release date gets moved back one day. So see you in 2033. They can't do that. That's no! not allowed. Whoops. They're not allowed to do that. I love that, you actually. Because everyone's just like, oh, when's this happening? When's this happening? I think, I don't know if it was a, just a meme or if he actually said this, but was it George R. R. Martin's? Like, if every time someone asks me when the, the next book's coming out, I'm going to kill a Stark. <laughs> I don't know if that was just a meme someone made. How many or years was, is it? But I mean, this was years ago when you yeah. know Game of Thrones was still good. That's what I'm saying. How many, yeah. how many years has it taken him to write another book, though? Whereas the boys have come out yearly. I mean, I, yeah. I would assume you know maybe you might have to go 18 months to, because of COVID. Maybe uh, if you want you know if you want good mm-hmm. production, it's hard to say. And it's, um, it's a CGI heavy show. Yeah, I'm. I you know October I think was the last one, right? Isn't it? Didn't it come out I in October la- this this past year? So it was. Um, it was fairly recently. It hasn't yeah. been a full year. So I feel like October ish is a. It would it would be about the right time. But look, mm-hmm. if it's October, November, December, or even into January, I mean that seems reasonable to me. Okay, so it, oh, it looks like uh, so season two wrapped up its main filming in November of 2019, and the season did not come out until September of 2020. So less than a year. Yeah. It so, took uh, a decade, you know, about a decade since the last book for Game of Thrones. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's more closer to a release from the band Tool. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it looks like, I mean, there's been a few delays and shutdowns and everything, but we've seen Jensen Eccles in, if you guys have been looking at our Facebook page, Jensen Eccles as Soldier Boy dressed mm-hmm. up. So we know they're at least in, you know, costumey stages and really soon to filming, or if they're not filming already. So 
Nice. Get, I, less than a year, folks. I Calm think, down. I think one of the problems with the anticipation of something like this as well is the fact that uh, when season one, um, right before it dropped, they had already announced that they are going to do a season two. Mm-hmm. And then basically before even season two had dropped, they said, oh, now there will be a season three. So everyone's just like, well, you guys, you have no problems. You're just going to put it out right away. And, I mean, the Hollywood machine still takes a while to get all that stuff going, especially after the last, what, 18 months or so? Right. Exactly. I mean, COVID is just finally, I mean, you know, they've been filming, doing whatever still while COVID was COVID. You know, we're just finally starting to see things open up now. But, you know, so I, I feel like, yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, October to like uh, February is probably reasonable. Right. And to be perfectly honest, nerds aren't known for their patience. We so, are so when we ask hmm. people, hey, maybe stop doing a thing, especially when they're like, well, we're going to add years to it. That just means someone in the back is just going to be, when's the boys coming out? Hey, Vicky. Uh, Ruining it for everyone. When's uh, when's the boys coming out, Vicky? In 2050 now. Oh, crap. Until next time, guys, <laughs> stay nerdy.